Howdy, everybody. Welcome to church. I'm Steve. Go ahead and stand up. God's done some great things this last year. Going to do some pretty awesome stuff this year, too.
for Jesus Christ, the hero of our story, the one who has given us a purpose and a hope beyond ourselves. Thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for sustaining us. We've given us everything that we need. Today is about you. Every day is about you. There's torn up pages in this book Words that tell me I'm no good Chapters that define me for so long But the hands of grace and endless love Dusted off and picked me up Told my heart that hope is never gone 
God is in this story. God is in the details. Even in the broken parts, He holds my heart. He never fails. When I'm at my weakest, I will trust in Jesus. Always in the highs and lows, the one who goes before me. God is in this story. If the storm you're walking through feels like it's too much and you wonder if he even cares at all, so hold on tight to what you know. He promised he won't let you go. The song of healing's written in his scars. God is in this story. God is in the details, even in the broken parts. He holds my heart, he never fails. When I'm at my weakest, I will trust in Jesus. Always in the highs and lows, the one who goes before me. God is in this story. You guys have a seat for a second. I'm sure that you are very, very tired from having to stand. It's been a week. No. Uh, you know what? I don't know if you guys knew this. I, I was telling these guys earlier. They all they didn't know, but uh, January one today starts a whole brand new year. I don't. You guys probably didn't hear that, but 2023. How's everybody doing with that? You guys ready to be done? Yeah. Ready to be done with 2022? Was it bad? It was high? It was low? Whatever it is that was. This is a brand new year. And with this brand new year comes a lot of resolutions. Have you guys already broken said resolutions? Tommy already has. I'm sorry about that. My wife, uh, uh, we went uh, someplace last night that had a lot of dessert. And she's like, I'm going to eat as many desserts as possible because no sugar come January 1, which I thought is hilarious because I'm sure there will be sugar. But again, I digress. Uh, the point is, is that we make these resolutions. And I have been really, really you know, kind of contemplating the one that I want to do. And this is one that I... I'm, I'm going to ask for help, you know, I'm going to ask for help and my accountability for the rest of y'all so that you can say, hey, are, are you speaking with a, a place of, from a place of gratitude? Because that's really what I want to be. I want to do, instead of focusing on the negative things in my life, I want to focus on what I'm grateful for. And that's going to be a big part of my life, I, I hope, in 2023 and for the rest of my life. 
And I hope that's something that you guys can think about as well. In a few moments, we're going to be going to the tables, and you're going to have a chance to remember what it is that God has given to you, all of the things that God gives to you. And what you're going to do is have a chance to be able to give back to him when we go to those tables. If this is your home, and you say, yeah, this is the time I'm going to give my offering, you, that's the, the time that you do to the, uh, the black boxes that are at each of these tables. And if you have something beyond that that you want to give to people in need in this community, the white buckets, the generous buckets that we have there are available. We also have this time where we want to commune and remember what Jesus Christ has done. Those things that we uh, focus on is that his body and his blood were both sacrificed for each of us. He's given us so much so that we can have hope in life. If you have more questions about that later on you want to ask, I'd love to talk to you about it. But it's, been, it's an awesome part of what we get to do every week because we are remembering the very thing that brought us into this room together. And the very thing that allows us to be able to worship together is what Jesus Christ has done on a cross. But before we do that, before we go to the tables, we're going to be doing a, a psalm that is just focus on the gratitude that we can have in Jesus Christ. Well, you have an, a heart that's open to that. And if all you ha- can give, all you can bring is gratitude, do that. Make this resolution. Make this in your heart that you say, I'm going to give gratitude in every circumstance.
to be focused on Jesus Christ and the gratitude that we have for what he has done. Let's go to the tables. Let's keep that in mind.
I know it is not much, but when we approach you as our king, we tell you, this is all we have, and it's yours. Everything that we have is yours. This year is yours. These lives are yours. This story is yours. We believe in the great things that you've taught us in scripture. We believe that you're doing things actively and that you will do something in our lives when we give them to you. So we surrender ourselves to you again today, and we expect you to move in a mighty and powerful way. It's in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. Let's have a seat. Watch this.
Happy New Year. Is there a better place to start the new year than right here? I mean, you know, the only thing that I could think of that might make it better was if we were doing it on a beach in southern Florida, right? Huh? I almost thought about suggesting Hawaii, but then we would still be asleep, which I hope doesn't happen to anyone who's in here with us this morning. I was at a minister's luncheon a, a few weeks back and, and mentioned that I was going to be speaking on New Year's Day. I told them that I had done the first sermon of 2022 and wondered if I were to share the same message again, if anyone remembered it. <laughs> Most of them chuckled and said, probably not, so go for it. But I'm, I promise you, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, I won't do that to you, but I do want to remind you of what we talked about on January the 2nd of 2022 for just a, for just a moment. For you see, like every good first sermon of the year, it had to do with resolutions. Now, how many of you made resolutions in 2022? I can't see real well, so you have to stick your hands up real high for me. How many, some of you made resolutions in 2022. How many of you kept them the whole year? I, I can't raise my hand because I didn't, but you, you understand what I'm going with. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't make this particular resolution, but it was still, it, it's still one of my all-time favorites, and, and I shared it with you last year. This was found in the New York Post Top 50 Resolutions for 2022. Here, here was what it is. To lose, gain, or maintain weight. I promise, I promise you, I did not make that one up. But that right there is my kind of resolution. I mean, if I lose weight, I win. If I gain weight, I win. If I maintain my current weight, I win. So, do we have any winners in here for 2022? Hey, there we go. Good job. Of course, we all won because we're all winners with that kind of resolutions, aren't we? So today, everybody gets a trophy. You know, Doc loves handing out trophies, so he'll be in the connection room following the service this morning. You can get your trophy for maintaining a resolution in 2022. But you know, last year, we did take a look at some resolutions for 2022. I, actually, I referred to them as commitments because that, that's really what a resolution is, isn't it? Right? Correct? It's a commitment that I'm going to do something, something that will hopefully help make me better, something that will benefit those I love, something that will hopefully have a positive impact on those that I, come, the, those that I interact with. So real, real quick, let me remind you of the four commitments that we talked about in 2022. Commitment number one, commit yourself to forget your failures. Did you? Commitment number two, to give up our grudges. Did you? Commitment number three, to restoring relationships that might have gone wrong. Did you? Commitment number four, to nudge someone towards Christ. Did you? You know, now, just like last year, I want to challenge us in 2023 to make some resolutions, to make some commitments. And this year, I want to challenge you to help us accomplish the vision and the mission that we believe God has laid out for Capital City Christian Church. It's not a new vision or a new mission for 2023. It's the same one that we've had here for a number of years. But today, I want us to take a, a few moments and look at them. And then I want to challenge each of us, me included, to make a commitment to helping us accomplish our vision and our mission in 2023. So here we go, our vision. Now, hopefully you see it every Sunday when you walk out of here and you see it on the wall above the kiosk. Do you know what it is? It's a spin on Jesus' words that he gave to his followers just before he left them. Those words can be found in Matthew 28 where we read, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. 
Now, now our, our vision isn't worded exactly like that, but the idea is still the same. And so the vision for Capital City Christian Church, which you've heard many, many times, is to go and make Christ-driven, 24-7 Jesus followers. And you know who that vision is for? It's for all of us. It's not just, it's not just a vision for those who are on the paid staff. Unfortunately, a lot of churchgoers think that way. And it's not just a vision for those who serve in elected positions like elders. And unfortunately, a lot of churchgoers think that way. And it's not just a vision for people who are up here on our stage or who lead one of our Bible fellowship groups or one of our life groups or one of our growth, growth groups. But unfortunately, a lot of Christians think that way. This vision that Jesus cast, this challenge that he laid out, this commitment that he called for with his final words is to anyone who calls themselves a follower of Christ. Do you call yourself a follower of Christ? If so, then this challenge is for you as well. And we believe this challenge, this commitment, is for anyone who calls Capital City Christian home. Whether you've been here for a month or you've been here since this church began in 1960, if you are a part of this church family, then this challenge is for you. This commitment is for you. But you know, for many of us, that's a scary commitment. You know, we're, we're afraid, what if, what if we get asked some questions that we don't know the answer to? What if, what if we give them the, the wrong answer? What if, we, what, what, if I, what if I say the wrong thing? I, I can't tell them exactly what's right. What, but, my, but my past, John, you don't know what my past is. It's been too bad. But you know, isn't it great to know that Jesus can take ordinary people like you and me and use us to help someone have a life-changing experience, to make an eternal difference in someone's life? You know, he did it with a bunch of fishermen. He did it with people, many people that were considered outcasts in the, in the Bible times in that day in society. And he wants to use us to make a difference in the lives of people in our community. Do you realize that he has used you? I mean, he's used you, and he's used you, and he's used you to make a difference in people's lives. 2022 was a great year for making Christ-driven 24-7 Jesus followers at Capital City. This past year, we had over 60 people who decided to make a profession of faith and become Jesus followers. Isn't that awesome? Exactly, yes. And there's just a few of them that did. And you know why many of them did? Because of people like you and you and you. This ordinary group of people from different families, from different areas of the county, from different races, from different political affiliations, from different genders, helped make Christ-driven 24-7 Jesus followers. But you know what? We don't get to stop there. We have to continue to nudge people towards Jesus until everyone in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our lives, until every one of them claims Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We have to continue to nudge them towards Jesus. That's the vision that God has given us, to create Christ-driven 24-7 Jesus followers. And in 2023, we're going to help you do that again, just like we did in 2022. Each month, we're going to provide you with a tool that you can use to nudge someone towards Jesus. It may be a card, it may be a flower, it may be a duck, it may be a ball. I don't know what we're going to come up with. But we're going to give you a tool. We're going to put something in your hands that we hope will open a door for you to, to be able to invite somebody 
to share with them, to nudge them to make a step towards Jesus. This morning, I'm going to ask you to pick up one or two of our It's Free cards on your way out the door this morning. They're going to be on tables out in, <clears throat> out in the lobby. I'm going to ask you to use that card to buy someone's meal in the, in the drive through line or, or maybe at a restaurant or, or maybe even at the grocery store. Pay for that person and then have that employee give them that card. Now, I realize this might be tough for some of our family to do financially, and so we want to help you with that. You, you bring me the receipt once you've used that card, and we'll, we'll help cover the cost of that nudge that you made. For this might be the nudge that that person or that family needs to help them see that there is a God, that He loves them, and that He wants to have a relationship with them. So, are you willing to commit to helping us accomplish the vision of making Christ-driven, 24-7 Jesus followers at Capital City Christian in 2023. You willing to commit? I also want to challenge you to commit yourself to our mission in 2023. Do you know what our mission is at Capital City Christian? I mean, hopefully you see it out on the wall in the lobby as well when you leave here on Sunday mornings. And hopefully you've heard us talk about it before. And if by chance you haven't, let me just share with you what makes up our missions. Here it is, four parts. To worship God to connect together, to grow deeper, and to serve others. Now, I just want to share for just a few moments on each of these parts of our mission with you. I believe Doc and Ben are going to unpack them more in the second portion of our Believe series, which we're calling Praxis, which starts next Sunday. We're going to be looking at the 10 core practices or exercises that ought to be prevalent in the life of a Jesus follower. So I hope you'll come back and be with us starting next week when we kick off that new series. But mission part one, to worship God. What comes to mind for you when you think of worship? For many, worship refers to a, a specific portion of a church service that usually revolves around some singing, maybe, maybe songs that may or, or may not tie into what the minister is going to be talking about that day. To some, the word worship is, is tied to a specific genre of music. You know, we have hymns, and then we have worship songs or worship choruses. To some, worship refers to the portion of the service where a, a minister or somebody stands up on a stage and speaks for 25 to 30 minutes. Now, for us at Capital City, we believe that all of that, all that takes place in here on a Sunday morning is part of our worship to God. Worship is not just tied to one portion of our service or to another, but it encompasses everything that we do. Did you catch that? Everything that we do. It's not just those that are on the stage that are called to worship, but everyone who comes into this place is called to worship. And folks, it's not part of our mission because we believe it's a good thing, although it is. It's a part of our mission because we believe it is the most important thing for followers of Christ to do every week. To join together with Christ's followers in a time of worship of our Father and His Son, Jesus, who's our Savior. The Westminster Shorter Catechism asked the question, what is the chief end of man? To which they also provided the answer, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And then C.S. Lewis added these words, but we shall then know that these are the same thing. Fully to enjoy is to glorify. And in commanding us to glorify him, C.S. Lewis wrote, God is inviting us to enjoy him. 
Minister and author John Piper has stated, the great business of life is to glorify God by enjoying him forever. Our website, on our website, you'll find this statement. We gather each week as a Cap City fam to worship our God. We want our daily lives to reflect our worship. But on Sundays, we gather as a family to give thanks and praise him for all that he's done. You know, we're hearing now that the average churchgoer is attending in-person worship about one to maybe one and a half times per month. Folks, how effective do you think you would be at your work if you only showed up one to one and a half times per month? How effective would you be at going to the gym and getting, getting into shape if you only went one to one and a half times per month? How, how good of a teammate would you be if you only showed up to practice one to one and a half times per month? How strong can your relationship with God be when you're only participating in worship one to one and a half times per month? Will you make a resolution, a commitment for 2023 to join us each week for worship here at Keppel City Christian? I, I know that's asking a lot, but isn't he worthy of it? Now, now, I realize that you may have plans that, that are going to take you out of town for vacation or, or maybe a business trip during the course of the year. And, and there's a good chance that you're going to get sick, and, and, I, and I realize that might cover up a, a weekend. But if it's important for us as a family to be together to worship our God, can I challenge you? Will you challenge yourself to be here with your family every Sunday that you can in 2023? Mission part two, to connect together. Let me share with you again what can be found on our website regarding this part of our mission. Connect. We were not made to do life alone. Have you heard that before? We were not made to do life alone. Do you believe that? I'm guessing you do if you're here this morning because if you didn't believe it, then why would you be here, right? I ran across an article the other day on the 1440 blog. This article was entitled, Why Connection Really Matters in the modern world. Now, from what I could tell, this, this blog has a bit of a religious bent to it, but it's most definitely not a Christian Standard or an Andy Stanley or a Max Licato type blog, but still I thought one portion of the blog was worth sharing. So let me do that this morning. The author, a lady by the name of Elizabeth Darsh, wrote, Connection to other human beings is the secret sauce of life. It's the glue on the model, the missing piece to the puzzle, the stickiness that not only helps us stick to others, but that helps us stick to ourselves. In connection, we find answers about others, but we also find answers about ourselves. Connection helps us become more than a collection of people. Connection helps us become a true community. Connection to others is so important that it helps us to live longer and live happier lives. Find that connection wherever you can and work to foster it. As Anne Lamott reminds us in Hallelujah Anyway, she shared, the only thing that helps, that has ever made life all sort of doable is a deep connection with a couple of people. And in the words of Cheryl Strayed, you have to find people who love you truly and love them back with the same truth. So go love people back, Darsh says. Find those deep connections where you can and nurture them, build them, treasure them, love them because they can be so important to the soul. We were not made to do life alone. And folks, we really believe that around here. 
So much so that if you have been here for a while, you have probably gotten tired of hearing us talk about it. But you know why we do? Because we were not made to do life alone. You know, you see it from the very beginning of Genesis. You know, God, God creates all of these awesome things, things that, things that oftentimes cause us to just stop and go, wow, the sun, the moon, the stars, flowers, trees, animals. And then God decides to make man. You know, he could have stopped right there, but he didn't. And you know why? Well, it wasn't because Adam needed someone to tell him to clean up the garden. It wasn't because Adam needed someone to tell him to put on his clothes. I mean, they didn't have clothes back then. It wasn't because he needed somebody to tell him it's time to feed the pets or it's time to take a bath or it's time to brush your teeth. No, I believe God knew that Adam needed connection. Someone to do life with. Someone to connect with. To share joys and sorrows. To share the good times, the bad, the ups and downs. Yes, we find that connection with a spouse, but we also find it when we connect with others and when we do life together. When we live out those 45 or 50 one another scriptures that we find in the Bible. Let me share just a, a few of them with you. Jesus said you're to love one another. Paul said be devoted to one another. He said live in harmony with one another. He told the Corinthians encourage one another. He told the Galatians serve one another. He told the Ephesians bear with one another in love. And the writer of Hebrews said let us spur one another on towards good deeds folks the list goes on and on but you know we can only do those things when we connect together and we're going to give you opportunities to do that in 2023 and we're not going to force you to connect but we are going to encourage you to do so because we believe it is vitally important that we do so as a church and as a family we believe connection is a way of life for those who call capital city home so will you commit connecting together with others within our family in 2023 mission part three to grow deeper again from our website you'll see these words we believe god calls us to a deeper life with him that goes beyond an hour a week you know as i, as I was reflecting on this part of our mission earlier this week the title of a book written in the early 70s by a guy by the name of wilbur c reese came to mind and in the book, he shared these words, which he says oftentimes describes the average man's view of God. Listen to what he wrote. I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or to disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of him to make me love a black man or to pick beets with a migrant. I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Is that your view? You know, I, I hope not, because we don't believe that that is what God wants for us and that that is not what God wants for you. Many of you know that almost eight months ago, I got a new title. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of wearing some, some different titles in my 57-plus years of life. You know, I was, the, I was the number one son, because I was the only son. And I was the number one brother, because I was the only brother. But I was the number one grandchild. 
I just put that in there in case my sisters or my cousin are watching this morning. I've been a youth minister. I've been a coach. I've been a husband. I've been a dad. And then eight months ago, I became Papa John. It's crazy to me to see how much my man Carter J has grown in almost eight months. You know, I've often heard a parent or a grandparent say, oh, I wish they could just stay that size. You ever said that? Anybody ever said that before? I wish they could just stay. I'm guessing that whatever size they were when you said it must have been a, must have been a fun time in your life. But we really don't mean it, do we? I mean, he is one cute little dude, isn't he? But have you seen him eat? Oh, food is everywhere. I mean, my, my daughter Olivia literally gags watching her nephew eat. And he's starting to figure out this crawling thing, but still, we have to pick him up and carry him everywhere, or it would take us days to get to the car or the dinner table or bed. Come on, Carter, come, you know. And he still hasn't figured out the bath thing or the potty thing yet. And as much fun as splashing around the tub can be, I'm not sure I want him to stay at that stage of life. I, mean, I can't wait to see what the next year or five years or 10 years or, or 20 years from now will look like for this little guy. As much fun as this time of life is with him, I don't want him to stay little. I want him to grow, to explore, to learn, to try, to, to fail, to get up and try again because there is more to life than what he has seen to this point. And just like I want him to grow, I want us to grow, to grow deeper in our relationship with God and with each other. But folks, you can't do that if you only want $3 worth of God. You have got to want more. Did you catch that? You, you have got to want more. I have got to want more. That's where it starts. Paul said these words to the Christians, to the Christians in Corinth. He said, listen to how he addresses them. He says, brothers and sisters people he cares about. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Would you rather eat a ribeye from Jeff Ruby's or a bottle of pureed green beans from Gerber? Huh? Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to commit to grow deeper in 2023. What will that look like? I don't know because that's going to be up to you to decide. But we're going to help you in every way that we can. We've got growth groups and life groups and study groups that you can get involved in. But you've got to make that first step. Stop by our groups wall out in the lobby this morning by the back entrance. Take a look at what we're going to be offering. We're going to have worship services here every Sunday in 2023. Will you commit to being here each Sunday unless sickness or vacation takes you away? How about committing to read through the Bible in a year? At the Welcome Center, you'll find a chronological reading plan. Will you join with me in reading through the Bible this year? Let's commit to grow deeper together. And then the final part of our mission, to serve others. Again, let me draw from our website. There you will read, God created us on purpose, for a purpose, and that purpose is way bigger than serving ourselves. It is to serve God and to serve others. In our minds, part one, to worship God, is always number one. But parts two, three, and four are interchangeable. 
Connecting isn't more important than serving or growing. Your growing isn't more important than connecting or serving. The three of them are equal of equal importance and something that we believe should be the part should be a part of the life of every Jesus follower, especially if you call Capital City home. You know, I believe Jesus said it best when he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and give my life for many. Now, when we ask you to serve, we're not asking you to give your life away in the same manner that Jesus did. Although, if you're willing to step up and serve in our junior high ministry, you might think that's what you were doing. Just kidding, I love junior high kids. Although, Mark Twain might have been right when he said that when a child turns 12, he should be kept in a barrel and fed through the bunghole until he reaches 16, at which time you plug the bunghole. As a Jesus follower, serving is a part of our DNA. It's who we are and what we do. It's a natural overflow of a life that is grateful for all that he has done for us and given to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And folks, we, we don't serve out of obligation or because we believe God is going to give us something because of our serving. I mean, if that were the case, we'd all be volunteering to serve with middle school students because surely God is going to reward those a bit more that are willing to put up with stinky, sweaty, bodily noise-making boys, right? No, we serve We serve to show our appreciation, our thankfulness to God for what he has done for us through his son. And we serve others in hopes that maybe, maybe they just get a glimpse of God and his goodness and his mercy and his love. That's why we serve, because serving gives us a way to live thankful lives. Will you commit to finding a place to serve in our church and in our community in 2023? We've got a lot of places for you to serve. There's a table set up in the lobby by the connections room with a host of cards listing different areas within our church where we need servants. It's an opportunity to serve God and to serve others. But we don't want you to only serve inside this building. We want you to find a place to serve in our community as well. I mean, folks, how how awesome would it be if 800, 900, if 1,000 people who called Capital City Home were involved serving in our community? a nonprofit group, a school, a community group. And I'm not asking you to do it to get Capital City's name out to our community. I'm asking you to commit to doing it to get the name of Jesus out in our community. Are you willing to commit to finding a place to serve in the church and in our community in 2023? Folks, we've got a vision. We've got a mission that we believe God has given to all of us. It's bigger than any one of us, but if we all work together, we can see it come to reality. Would you pray with me? Father, again, we thank you for these few moments that you've given us to come together and to worship, to share together, to meet around your table. Father, I pray that your vision and mission will be prominent, will be first on our minds each and every day that we get up in 2023. God, we're going to do everything we can to go and make Christ-driven 27 Jesus followers. And God, every day we're going to worship you. We're going to connect with others. We're going to grow deeper in our faith. We're going to find a place to serve so we can just show you and those around us how thankful we are for you. We're grateful for this new day, this new year. May you be honored. May you be glorified. May you be exalted in us each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray. You know, this morning I've asked you to make some big commitments But the biggest commitment that you might need to make is to Jesus. Have you done that yet? You can do some of the things that that we've talked about in our mission. 
but you have to be a follower of his to commit to our vision. If you haven't done that, then we would love to chat with you about becoming a Christ-driven Jesus follower. Our worship team's going to lead us in a song. I'll be down front. Doc's right here. we got some other staff and elders that are around that would love to talk. One of our elders is in the prayer room if you want to stop there. Stand with us. Let's sing together. We'd love to chat.
song. We've got such uh, talented people and committed people leading. I mean, Steve has done a great job this morning, and didn't John do a good job getting us set up? Thank you, John. Appreciate it. But a little bit of housekeeping before we're going to unlock the doors and let you go. That's humor, right? First of all, we have adjusted our getting started plans a little bit for this next year. Next week, we're going to have a little getting started class on just getting started with Jesus. Now, if you want to talk about getting started with Jesus today, John's available, I'm available, and elders in the back, as John said, we'd be glad to talk to you. But if you have some questions about what it really takes, what it means to get started with Jesus, after each one of our services next week, you can meet us in the Connections Room, and we'll talk about what that looks like. And then the week after that, we're going to have a little same kind of thing, getting started with capital city. What does it mean to be a part of this church family? So that's going to be happening the next two weeks, okay? Now, another thing is that we're going to start this new sermon series that John talked about this morning. It's, we're going to call it skill set. You can call it praxis if you want. It's basically what do we do because we're Jesus followers. But we're also going to put in place a class at 11 o'clock, and that's going to be taught by Andrew Nelly, one of our guys here who's preparing to be a pastor. He is in seminary right now, just wrapping up seminary, but he's going to teach a class that's going to follow the sermon series. It's going to be at 11 o'clock. If you want to join that, you can come to worship at 9.30, and you can go to class at 11 o'clock, and Andrew will kind of dig deeper into whatever we do on a Sunday morning. We've also got one more announcement for you, and that's uh, basically we have a, a group here. It's a magnificent group. I love it. It's called Embrace Grace. It basically takes care of some single moms. And we just want to love on them and 
kind of give them a hand. And there's, there's going to be a baby shower coming up this Saturday on January 7. They need some volunteers. And I don't have a clue what they need those volunteers for. But if you are interested in volunteering, contact the office. Someone there will know. And they will tell you what we need for that. But we need some more people stepping forward for this baby shower. Now, one other tidbit. This is the first week of, uh, of 2023, and we've been preparing for some staff changes for a long, long time. As you know, um, we started a, a transition uh, for my position. We hired Ben Webb uh, last August, I think, is when he started, and, and we're beginning a three-year transition into the, the lead here at Capital City. For the last year, if I can see the first slide, Ben has spent the last five months basically learning the church. He's been doing a boatload of reading, meeting a lot of people, talking to a whole lot of people, learning the church, and he's been preaching once a month. In addition, these other hires that we have made over the last few years have been in preparation for this transition. And so Vern, over the last year, has been responsible for connections, seniors, and pastoral care. And Mike has been responsible for our growth ministry as well as our capable ministry across the hall. Now, all of that has been in preparation for what's coming. And there are changes that are going to be made for this year. If you look at this next one, Ben, as of today, is our Connections Pastor. He is also going to be taking care of growth, and he's going to still be preaching once a month. This is part of the transition into the lead here at Capital City. Vern will still be here. Now, he has been working full-time hours. He'll be moving to part-time hours. Uh, understand, uh, from the very first, Vern has understood this is the path we're going to take. But he is still going to be responsible for pastoral care, still going to be responsible for seniors, and he's also kind of the Swiss Army knife of our staff. He does everything else just because he's really cool and really, really talented. And so Vern's going to be here, but now... Ben is going to be the connections and the growth. Mike will still be here. He'll be handling the capable ministry. He's going to hand off the growth to Ben Webb. Okay? So that's going to be taking place as of today. In addition, Lisa Maddox. Come on up, ladies. Lisa's been our children's minister here since 2016, and she is really, really good at what she does. Thank you. But Lisa told us, I don't know, a year, two, three years ago, that you're going to be done as of March of this year. Uh, Dave's going to be retiring, and she told us that she is going to be retiring too as of March of this year. So we have also been looking for Lisa's replacement, and here she is. This is Aaron. <laughs> now, big shoes to fill, really, really big shoes to fill. But Erin is exceptionally qualified. I put just a little bit of a sketch of her bio on the next slide. Um, she worked as a, as a public school teacher for about six years in elementary school. Is that correct? Over in Montgomery County, she is now working for the Kentucky Department of Education. She's working in doing both recruitment as well as development of teachers. Um, she has got a... a bachelor's as well as a master's, and she's just finishing up her Ph.D. in education right now at Bellarmine. She's been working really hard here at the church. She's done some teaching with me as well as teaching with some of our ladies, and uh, she has volunteered, or not volunteered, we're not paying her. She's going to take over. Like well, yeah, you like that part? We've got a two-month 
uh, a transition where she's going to be working alongside Lisa, and then she's going to be taken taken over for Lisa in our uh, children's ministry. So I think she's just got a couple of words to say to you. Good morning, everybody. I am just so um, incredibly honored and thrilled for this opportunity. Um, like Doc said, I was an elementary school teacher before we came to Frankfurt. And I also have a first grade little boy myself, and I am just so excited to work with your kids and you all and just help prepare this next generation and raise some disciples. So thank you all so much for the opportunity and to serve. And I think I'm also um, saying goodbye to you all today. Doc told me to tell you to get out, but um, I thought I would tell you to have a great day and a great start to 2023, and we're so glad that you were with us today. So have a great blessed day, and we'll see you next week.